0: But when it's actually humming you have been a part of a team that hums and it goes and sets records, that's in place. Am I right? So when you're building your team, when you're recruiting, focus on putting your team together. Go D'Amico, Beast,
1: beast I go Beast. beast. I Direct home space. So... Uh, he specifically fo- focuses on the solar industry. He's um, started in, re- in the rene- renewable sector as one of the district managers, sales directors, and director of talent acquisition for Vivint Solar. Under his leadership, his team has installed over 30,000 residential homes in 20 different states, nine which, open, which have been open for solar. Before that, Brandon was the president and co-owner of EPC, a residential smart home automation and security company that successfully sold to CPI in 2012. Uh, Leading up to that point, he was the regional manager of APX and VIMIT and ATLAS starting in uh, 2004. He also owns a gym here called Transform Fitness, which is about five minutes from here. You guys need to check that out. If you're in the fitness space, short drive down the road, they'll be able to help you out. They have professional trainers there that that really focus on specific niches, whether it's in bodybuilding or whether it's in figure, whether it's in boxing, um, and you can have some one-on-one personal training from there. Um, Currently, he's the co-founder and CEO of United Energy, a solar sales and marketing company. And UNTD, Builders is a full-service turnkey EPC providing multiple sales companies and install platform for all renewable product, products and services. He's also the creator and host of the podcast Doors to Success and lays out the coaching and mentor programs called the B Bluep- Blueprint. Which helps teach young entrepreneurs and secrets how to knock, open and conquer the five doors to the success in their lives. Without further ado and a round of applause, please welcome our next speaker, Brandon Holmes.
0: That was awesome. I appreciate that. Hey, and that was a crazy, shameless plug. And I mean that would wouldn't you love to have that guy every room you walk into? It's like the caps like your whole life like, wow. That would be great. So, uh, And you nailed Transform. Thank you. That was awesome. Hey, so it's such an honor to be here. It's an honor. Salmon asked me to come back on the, the very first Door-to-Door Con, and due to conflict, it didn't work out. And so to be here at this time, it's just such a great culmination of events. And thinking back, and when you see the title here, what I'm talking about is Recruiting. Just before I walked in, I got a chance to run into Doug Robinson, who was the actual person that recruited me into Door to Door in 2004. So it's funny to think back and to see him there and just kind of have this event happening right now. So, how have you guys liked the event so far? How's it gone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good? Hell yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> we need some juice. Let's get some juice real quick. So, I've got, I've got $100, I've got 20s. We can do five like Q&A or five uh, random questions or one $100 all in. What do you guys wanna do? All All in, all right, here we go. Everyone stand up, stand up, stand up. We're gonna do a quick, rapid elimination of rock, paper, scissors. Turn to the person next to you. It's gotta be in like two minutes. Mark, and if you get out, sit down, and then you go to the next person. Mark, get set, go. Gotta hustle, gotta hustle. Okay, move on, next guy, next guy. Turn around to the next person, next row. If you're the winner, go to the next row. Hey, if you threw the mask, come in the middle aisle. Did you win? Right here, this guy in the red hat. Who won this row? Okay, come here, in the hallway. You have the winner right here. All right, winners, come to the middle. Here we go, hustle, hustle. We got like five seconds. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Got him. Here we go. The championship. Okay, come on center stage. Here we go. All right, here we go. Okay, best of three. Let's go. Ready? Fight! She got one. No, best of three. Oh! $100 bills. Here you go. Thank you for playing. You're welcome. All right, so now the energy feels good. NASA it feel good? How's the event been so far? Now we're talking. All right. That's how we get it. Here we go. When I think of uh, recruiting, I think back to 2004, and I think about a moment in my life when I had lost everything. We'd lost everything. Uh, My son was just a baby in diapers, had a two-year-old daughter, and part of the mortgage industry, we owned a mortgage company that ended up going bankrupt in 2007 because of the market that crashed. And we were uh, a broker, so everything kind of went, went sideways and downhill for a lot of people in the industry at the time. And um, I remember at that moment feeling so alone, like so alone, and having nothing. And the bank had foreclosed on my home. And so in the moment of feeling alone and not having anything, the bank took it. Obviously, he was thinking about bankruptcy, filed bankruptcy. That was like the lowest I've ever been in my entire life. And to look at my wife and my two kids that are two in in diapers, like I felt like such a failure, such a failure. And it kept getting worse. Right. And so I remember sitting there and my brother comes up to me. His name's Chris. He steps up to me and he says, dude, what's wrong? And I just like remember staring off in a daze and he goes, dude, you got to figure something out. And at that moment, I had an idea because when you're in a pinch, you got to just solve the next problem in front of your face, right? It was so big that it felt like I couldn't swallow that elephant. So I just got to solve the next problem, which is I needed money to go buy groceries. I couldn't feed my kids. So I just needed to go solve that next one problem. So I said... All right, dude, you can't ask me what we're doing. I just need to borrow your truck, and you're coming with me. He's like, all right, who's driving? So we went and got in his truck, we drove back to the home that foreclosed on, got inside the house, legally, stole the refrigerator, took out every light bulb, and sold it on KSL so I could get enough money to go buy groceries. That was the start of what I consider my recruiting comeback. I got my brother to come do something with me because my why was big enough. My why was motivating me to believe what I was doing. I had to feed my kids. I had to get. I had to go buy groceries. And my brother believed in me enough that he ran along with me on this crazy escapade. He didn't know if we were bearing bodies or Talking refrigerators, but luckily it was the latter of the two. <laughs> and we ended up buying groceries, and from that move, we ended up driving out to Grand Junction, Colorado, and selling alarm systems, and so, end up selling four that day, five the next day on a Saturday, and then the checks started coming in, life started slowly turning around. And as that was happening, I remember uh, watching these numbers come in, and I remember going to the guy, I told you that it was uh, Doug Robinson, going to Doug and saying, wait, if you're paying me, now remember, we're brand new, right? This is like 2000, this is prior, so this is 2004. I said, if you're paying me to go put these on, what if I bring people to come with us? And he's like, well, we could pay you 10 bucks an install. I said, done. So we started having like recruit uh, root beer float nights at our, our, uh, so myself and a guy named Casey Baugh uh, had root beer float nights every Wednesday at UVSC. If you were back at UVSC in 2004, you probably came through our apartment for root beer float night and we had poker night and every night of the week we had something happening and then we ended up having 300 people go out with us that year, that first year. And I remember when the back end checks came and I made as much on the people that came, as I did on my own personal side. I remember looking at that and saying, I think there's two businesses here. I think there's actually two focuses here. And then as I got into the industry more, there's actually three focuses. So with that premise, I want to break down for you what, how, from taking that moment in my life to having nobody to 300 people our first year out there, to eventually running five teams, to the region, to holding the whole west coast, for and solar, and southwest, and now running multiple businesses where I always have teams. So how do you go create new teams and new recruiting and get people to come bury refrigerators with you or to go start something on the East Coast to do solar in the middle of a Hurricane Sandy with you? How do you get people to want to go with you? There's actually a science to it. And I've broken it down and this is kind of how that looks, okay? So it's broken up into four parts. There's a history, there's a pitch. I don't know, did you guys know there was a pitch to recruiting? Yeah, I give you your door pitch? You guys know there's a pitch to recruiting? People probably didn't even think about that. Most people are like, really, what is your pitch? I'll show you my pitch. There's the one-on-one meeting and then there's the fulfillment. I'm gonna jump around briefly on these because it'll make sense in your brain if I take it out of order, okay? So the history, I just gave you the history. I just told you my story. I just showed you how to run an event. We did a rock, paper, scissors event. We got people in the hallway that were not going to come in to come in because of the energy, because I wanted to get something moving, and because I had belief that I wanted to get this talk, and I wanted to stand up here, and I wanted you guys to listen, right? So that's this. You've got to believe so much in what you do that you would actually get your grandma to do it with you without any questions. That's it's the grandma check. I train all my teams about the grandma check. If your grandma would sign that, would you have your grandma sign that contract without reading it, which always read the contracts, but if the answer is yes after you've read through it, that's the contract you want to be selling, that's the company you want to sell with, right? The grandma check. Make sure you're with you're checking with your grandma. Recruiting is an event, not an event, it is a process. Back for probably almost like seven years, I carried a piece of petrified wood in my pocket, like a small little piece you guys ever seen petrified wood? That's a cool mineral element, whatever it is. Does someone know like the actual science of petrified wood? Is there like some geologist in here? to say something, I'm gonna sound really dumb if it's wrong. Perfect, that's all I know. You know? Yeah, molecules get replaced by minerals over time. Perfect, okay, so I didn't know. Basically the part here is it's time. Petrif- when I would hold that piece of wood in my pocket, it turned into a rock almost, right? And through time, it's become something like, that, that, that can't change, right? So recruiting is the same way. Petrification is a process of time, right? You're recruiting who you are doesn't just, hey, I'm gonna be a recruiter today. What do I gotta do to go recruit? It's gotta be who you've always been your entire career, who you are now. And if you don't like the people you're attracting, Change who you are to attract the people you want to be, that you want to have with you. Right? And if it's like, well, what do I gotta to do to go go recruit? I say, Well, what are you doing right now in your life? Are you going to the gym? Are you studying? Are you reading? Are you mentally, socially, spiritually connecting? Are you doing those things? No? Well then start doing those things because that's actually where recruiting starts. It is a process, it's not an event, it's not some volcanic eruption and you get obsidian. It's not obsidian. Recruiting is petrification, does that make sense? It's a big difference. And that's why some of the greatest door door sales guys are the worst recruiters, because they like the obsidian effect, the volcanic eruption, which is totally fine, versus the process of petrification of wood. Recruiting is petrification. You try to go volcano it, it won't work. Does that make sense? Petrification. Okay, show me your pitch. Okay, I'm gonna show you my pitch. If you're on a rec- record it, that's fine. This is like, I don't do this very often. <clears throat> I actually don't ever do this. And if you aren't on your game, you're gonna miss it. You'll miss it, okay? So most people have, and remember what I just said, recruiting is a process, it's who you are. Now the reason, how I formulated this pitch over the years was I know something about human response, right? The human brain. And that is, is that in the human, in, sorry, in the English language, when you ask somebody something, we have all been so conditioned to give a response that I'm going to use that now. I'm going to use the other person's response that I know is coming as my pitch. And it'll make more sense when I show you. Okay, so I'm going pick, to pick on this. Here, stand up here right here, your front center. Okay, so I want you guys, if you don't pay attention, you're going to miss it. It's gotta go by so fast, you'd be like, "That was so lame." You want me to film that? (laughs) Okay. So here, here's the, here's my whole recruiting pitch. You ready? Hey, man. Hey,
2: what's
0: up? Good. How are you doing?
2: Doing good. How are you?
0: Funny, you should ask. I'm doing great. Let me tell you, actually, what I'm doing. I'm out saving baby seals. And stop. Did you catch it? What's the pitch? It's literally, it's me asking the question, saying, hey, how are you? If it's it's a long time friend you haven't seen in a long time, if it's someone you run to the grocery store, when they ask you back, how are you? So, hey, how are you doing?
2: Doing good. How are you?
0: That's it. It's over. Game's over. He just offered to let me give him my pitch. He asked me for it. But I planted the seed. I inceptioned the idea in his brain by saying, hey, how are you? I know that if I ask him how are you, he's gonna ask me, oh good, how are you? And that's the moment you take as a recruiter. That's when petrification starts. Funny you should ask how I'm doing. Let me tell you how I'm doing. So how I'm doing is, and then do whatever you gotta do. Then take it on whatever, I'm not gonna give you any kind of specific pitch to see this door door con. But that's the magic in it. It starts by a friendly conversation and you have it every day and you miss it. The great recruiters take the opportunity to share who they are, share what they're doing in that moment right there. And if you miss it, it's like on the doors when the customer's like, well, I haven't thought about that. And you're like, oh. (laughs) You missed it. You gotta be ready to go when that moment happens, okay? It's that simple. Plan on that moment and have what you wanna say prepared in that very moment, okay? That's the pitch, it's super simple. So now we're gonna jump into the fulfillment side. So once you have that moment and once you give the pitch, I'm gonna do a one-on-one recruiting, an actual recruiting meeting with you and show you how I have that one-on-one. I've never done that for a group before, hopefully that's valuable. But the fulfillment has to be there because if you spend the time to recruit, if you spend the time to get the people involved and they show up and then the systems, the fulfillment isn't in place, It's a waste of a great recruit, right? It's a waste. So, here's the video. All right, let's run through the bases real quick. Who do we got? First, we're gonna need a
1: chameleon. Someone who can blend in anywhere. What else? A fast talker. Someone who can bullshit their way out of anything. I got that.
2: This guy's gonna have a lot of surveillance. We're gonna need someone who's good with circuits. I'm
1: on. Probably only on. And with those circuits, raised, is gonna have walls. We're gonna need guys to punch through those walls. What else? Utilities and weapons. Someone who ain't afraid to throw down. Someone to back up every position. Yeah, what else we need? Most important, We're gonna need two precision drivers, guys that don't crack under pressure, guys that never lose. You know we got that.
0: So basically, I'm gonna take time, go watch that, or even go watch The Avengers, go watch any kind of movie where they call their crew together, right? When you get your crew together, you gotta make sure that you have the right people in the crew. So when you go put your crew together, you gotta identify who it is you're looking for and who you wanna add to that team, right? Because sometimes when you're out there just recruiting whoever, you're going to end up with whatever. And there's places for everybody. But be very specific about what it is you're going for. And I promise you'll get the results you want if you're looking for it. But you got to put it in there in your brain, okay? So what I wanted to do is show that video and then it would show out who you want. First, you've got to get your leaders. In some industries like solar, you're going to want two leaders, maybe three. But you are got to have your leader title, right? The person that can kind of help man the whole thing. He says it's the guy that never loses. Vin Diesel said it, so it's true. You want to get the guy that never loses. Second, you want the chameleon, or I call it the substitute. The person that's always been there for you that can actually step in and run your role when you can't. When you're sick, who's going to call the meetings? When you're not there, who's going to get the guys on the, on the doors? Who's going to get the guys and gals out hustling? Who's that person that can step in and help? Maybe they don't want to do it full time, but they're good playing second fiddle. Then you've got to get the connector. Who's the backup? Who's the person that can actually go help bring people together? Who's the one person that knows everybody? you got to get that guy in your crew. you got to get the sure shot, the fast talker, the person that can sell anything. Yeah, everyone kind of chuckled and smiled when you hear that. i got someone that can talk their way out of everything. We're at door-to-door con. This is who we are, right? So you got to get the guy. I call him the rabbit sometimes. Who's the rabbit? Who's the guy that can go out and go throw down 10 in a day to go set the pace? That's the sure shot. Then you got to get the brains or the circuits, someone that can actually run the back end, follow the systems, make sure it's tracking's right, making sure that it's all happening correctly. In fact, uh, and this can be as rudimentary as you want. Actually, I see a a buddy of mine that we actually ran a little business together, Josh Hatch. I remember one time when we were, uh, he was running this, and you can be more than one guy. We were doing it through a text, a phone, texting the numbers out every night to make sure that it got done. Right, every night we were texting out to the guys what all the numbers were on a text line. So shout out to Josh for thinking through all that. Then you got to have the guy that breaks the walls. You got to have the muscle. You got to have the people that can actually hold the line when it gets shaky. Okay, who's the enforcer? Who's the muscle? Who's going to make sure that they get the people on doors, off doors? at the events, who, who's good with time, okay? So as you're kind of hearing this, you're kind of going through your Rolodex in your brain and like any time I go put a company together or I go put a group together, I kind of have these roles in my brain on who I would like to have be in those positions with me. And sometimes I'm one of them, sometimes I'm a few of them, but you gotta have these roles done or that team doesn't stand firm. And if you've ever been in a team in a, in a summer program or a blitz and you don't have those roles, you know what happens, it gets skidwampus, right? But when it's actually humming, you have been a part of a team that hums and it goes and sets records, that's in place, am I right? So when you're building your team, when you're recruiting, focus on putting your team together, okay? The next one, uh, make your list. So back when I told you when we ended up losing everything and I started to write down when we were in that moment, I started creating these lists. This is my actual slide that I built back in, who knows, when was that, 2006, I think, I use this for everything, so, what I'll do is, I will take five to ten different avenues of my life, timelines of my life, okay, so you want, like, action items, start doing this in recruiting, you want one takeaway, this is probably it, get timelines, I'm going to use this, so, because most people, Anyway, elementary, junior high, high school, college, last job as an example. You're going to write 10 people in every category of that avenue of your or area, timeline of your life, okay? You're going to write them all down. Fill it up. Then the next thing you're going to do is you're going to go through and you're going to start starring the people that are reoccurring or highlight them or number them, whatever you want to do. But start identifying the people that show up more than one time, Okay? And then show the, identify the people that show up three times. And then four times. And now you have an actual circle of influence that you didn't realize that you had in your life. Now some of these that are very interesting are like, uh, Grandma, I like to talk about my grandma. Grandma's on there. Well, grandma's not gonna recruit. What's, grandma's not gonna come knock doors. She's not selling solar or pests or whatever. Grandma's not gonna hawk a roof. So what's, what's the point? So, in my career, I actually, on one side's my family, uh, there's, I got 87 cousins on one side. They're from Utah. And, they are. And, uh, and guess what? When any of my cousins have problems, my grandma, my grandpa died before I was born. So, grandma, it's like a matriarchal, that family. Grandma runs everything, right? You guys at the household grandma runs shit? Grandma runs shit. So, when, kids, my cousins had any kind of problems financially, they went and talked to grandma. And so when I went and sat down, I gave grandma my pitch of what I was doing for a summertime. She ended up sending three of my cousins out to my summer team one time. Because the cousins went and talked to her and she sent them out. I even put a, an alarm system in the uh, the winter dairy man's house one time. Because he came and gave her milk and she pitched him and <laughs> I got to sell. So even you don't Point is, you don't rule anybody out of your list. Just keep your list growing. And it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. Remember, this isn't obsidian. This is petrification, right? It's a process, okay? The next one, so we got the crew, we got the list, and now we have what I call the scorecard. The scorecard is what you need to have in place or when you bring a recruit, when grandma sends you that wayward cousin that comes to your summer office and he doesn't know what he's doing. If this isn't in place, he won't stick. She won't stick. It won't be a good experience, right? So, and you can add or take away, but my point is, is get a scorecard. Get something that can help you trigger and know what to be focusing on, okay? Here's what I've done through the years. This is These are mine. This is what I use. First one is uh, onboarding. You have to have a system to get people in smoothly. Everyone's. I'm not going to harp on this at all. Any questions on that one? Okay. <laughs> Two is the boot camp. It's got to be there for new. Rev- I don't care what industry it is. I've gone and consulted for multiple industries, multiple businesses, and every time I go in, this isn't there. There's no real good boot camp. Sam has an. Enti- Sam created this whole entire culture because of companies not having this in place. <clears throat> well done. Sam just does it better than anyone, right? So just put it in. Put it in. Or if not, then have Sam do it. Shameless plug. So it's got to be done daily. You've got to have it assigned out. You've got to have material for people to go. Make sure that solar is taught. Sorry, make sure your industry is taught and that your tools are intact. Okay? So that's kind of the the point of boot camp. I'm going to bring up something that might ruffle some feathers. If you want to be a dynamic recruiter, you have got to be willing to get out there and go show them how the job's done, period the end. I have never seen it done effectively where you've got a great recruiter, but that recruiter hasn't done any numbers. There's a lot of people out there claiming to be a recruiter. I've been doing this for almost 15 years. I'm telling you, the only reason why I've stayed relevant this long is because I will get out and go knock whenever, and throw down with my dudes, anytime. Anytime, and if you don't, it's very hard to keep it sustainable. It is. And if I'm helping and, and, and talking to a CEO of a company, I'm telling him the same thing. You gotta get out, you gotta go throw down with your dudes. Well, I'm a CEO, no shit, so am I, guess what? Go do it. This is door to door, then go do something different then. This is what we do. Then don't do it. So that, well I need to recruit. <laughs> This is part of your petrification process. So make sure you have a knocking schedule. Who's ever had a, who's brought a new recruit to a, a, like a correlation meeting? And uh, after the meeting, everyone's just standing around looking at each other. And as the manager or leadership, you're busy, like trying to get things done. And this thing hadn't happened. And this thing's rescheduled. And the new recruit's like, like, hey, dude. Uh, And it's like two hours later, he's like, okay, this is really lame. Who's ever been there? Get this in place. Get a schedule done so when the new rep shows up, you already have a knocking schedule ready. So as soon as the meeting is over, you have which reps, which people are going to go out and knock with which new rep, and you just fill it in weekly. Any new recruit just gets put on the board as a system and then they get out and go and they're not waiting around for leadership to pull it together at the last second when correlation is done. That's the worst. Literally the worst. Please put the system in place. And your recruits will have a great experience, okay? Last one, roles and responsibilities. After the first week or the end of two weeks, however long your boot camp is, get them having a job in the office. Get them having a responsibility. Let them feel like they belong. Even if it's door greeter, have them be a part of the office. Have them be a part of the culture. And as they grasp that, it'll grow into something bigger. Even the numbers, have them do the numbers, have them help identify, have them help the new people, whatever it is, give them something to want to do to be a part of. Again, well, that's not recruiting. It's a, it is a process, it's, yes it is, yes it is. This is recruiting, okay? And if this isn't a place, you're not a good recruiter. This is how you help, this is how you get petrification. So then I have this little scorecard that I have for any new rep that I have um, in my own personal planner. When a new rep comes, I will go through and I will score that experience, and I'll have my management, each department that owns each of these, report, and I'll take a little quiz, and we'll do scorecards, and I'll just kind of see where we're falling and where we need improvement. This is the management side of the execution side that we have. Okay, again, this is just how I have it. it. It's changed a little bit now, so the point is, is track it. Track it, score yourself. E.T. did a great job yesterday talking about you're willing to hold the media accountable and the government accountable but you're not willing to hold yourself accountable. Most of my successes come from holding myself accountable to our own numbers and not being afraid to get back on the doors or get underneath, get into the nitty gritty and get dirty if you need to, right? That's how that happens, okay? Principles of recruiting. I'm going to fly. So, This is what's going to separate the people out from being a great sales guy and a great recruiter, okay? Here's the difference between the volcanic eruption and the petrification, okay? Sometimes people in an interaction, they listen. Sometimes people listen to talk. And sometimes people listen, or actually they don't listen at all. But when you listen to validate somebody, When you're actually listening to validate the other person, magic happens. True magic happens when you validate the other person. And in a recruiting scenario, they're not there to try to hear what it is. They know what you do. There is a time for you to tell them the details of your job, but I'll sit with some of the top guys. I've sat with the top people in the industry and I've watched them recruit and as soon as that rep comes and sits down, that individual is telling them all about their job, their company, how great it is, their paychecks, their cars, whatnot, right? And it's just like, wow, that rep has doesn't want anything to do with this, okay? Have you ever heard that? Have you ever seen that happen? Why? Because listening isn't happening. There's no listening taking place. So after you listen, you need to seek for validation, and I'm gonna show you what that means, okay? You're gonna seek for validation, making sure that you give the person that validation. I know it's like, well, it's all one step. It's not. There's listening, there's seeking to validate, there's finding what they need, and then giving them the validation they want. Those are three individual steps. If you wanna listen more? I've got a podcast called Doors to Success where I actually dive into this. I don't have time to do it today. Out on all platforms. Shameless plug. I know we're not supposed to do that, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Okay? Uh, Relate at any time, any time that the individual has something that is something that you can experience. Oh, man, hey. Yeah, I, I lived in South Carolina for a minute. Oh, yeah, you familiar with the, the, the person that lived? Yeah, I know that guy. Right? Have a quick relation so that you seem like a real person. And then lastly, build the vision. And then make sure that as the emotion aside, just like sells so you act now. So, here, so now those are the principles to any recruiting meeting. Okay. Now I'm going to show you and give you the actual steps in the one-on-one. When I'm sitting down one-on-one, what are the steps I go through in my brain with a recruit that makes it magical, okay? There is one moment that I have at any recruiting meeting I'm in. When that happens, I know if they're gonna work with me or not. Something happens, kind of like this little quick interaction, a little secret I told you, like, hey, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? That magical moment, I'm gonna show you happens in the recruiting meeting and if you see it, it's game and capitalize on it. If not, you've missed it. You haven't done it right, okay? Just like validating a customer, overcoming objections or concerns, right? If you do it right, it sells easy. If you don't, you're never gonna sell them. you will close them, right? Okay, so here it is. First, I wanna understand where they've been in their life. Where have you been? Where do you want to go? Where is it that you want to go? Where have you been? where you're at now, and where do you want to go? I need to understand that, or I can't even begin to tell them about my company. Huge mistake, and if you just do that, please, make it a better process for everybody. Number three, once I hear what they want to do, I will reiterate what I just heard to them word for word and see if they know I understand. Did you hear what I said? I want to make sure that they know that I understand. Not to, I understand, or let them know that I know. No, I want them to understand that I understand. That's a big difference, okay? And that, number three, is where the magic happens. After I'm done validating them and reiterating their life and their dreams and their goals, they smile. If you did it right, they will smile and get excited. And if that happens, it's over. They'll work with you. But you gotta do that part right, okay? Then you gotta personalize it, tell your story, make the connections, tell the company's story, how the company came, whatever company you choose to go be a part of, what's the future growth, where your company is in the market. Example is how it stacks up with other people with whatever it is you're talking about. And then how does that company work for the customer like how does the process go how do people get paid here's how the pay stubs work okay so i don't have that much time so i apologize but i want to show you this really quick i want to show you i'm going to i'm going to call someone up and i'm going to show you this as quickly as i can okay and then all the while while this is happening, you're sharing life principles, quotes, watching for their hot buttons and whatnot. Okay. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to try, I, I'm going to try to do this as best I can. So just please bear with me. This may not work at all. This may be really great. It may not work at all. Um, I picked on you before. I'm going to pick on you again. That's what you get for sitting right there. So come up on stage with me. I want, I want everyone to see your face. And I know this might be a little bit embarrassing for you, So stand light so you can't see everybody. Woo! Give, give it. What's your name? Luke. Luke Luke Hollander. Luke Hollander. Luke, thank you. Thank you so much, okay? So, I know this is going to be hard, but to just block everybody out. Block them out, okay? And we're going to go through a quick little, we're going to try to speed it up, but I want everyone to see the magic moment when it happens and just make sure it happens. Okay, so we're in a recruiting meeting. We're sitting down and we're talking and at the very, very beginning, the very first thing I do, like I told you, okay, so I got... Please, please pull out a notepad. Pull out something to take notes. Not now, I'm saying in the recruiting meeting. If you don't have it out now, you're behind. Pull it out when the recruiting meeting, right? So you're not on your phone, you're not texting, you're not doing something else. I'm taking notes on my phone. Okay, I'm telling you don't do that. If you do it on the notes, they'll know you're, what? Listening. That's the point of this whole thing. So put the phone away for a minute, pull out a paper pad and write down what they're telling you. You're gonna wanna do that because when you go back over their life, if you miss something, they'll be like, no, no, that's not it. And you miss the magic moment. So write exactly what you hear, okay? So, all right, man, so Luke, nice to meet you. I heard that you were friends with Bill. Bill brought you here. You heard a little about the company. So I wanna understand about where it is that you've been. Who, Who was Luke? Who's Luke to where you're at now, to where you want to go in your life, okay? So I'm gonna talk to you really quick about your, you know, where you're at now to your next one to three to five year dreams of who you want to be. So let's make it quick right now for this. So let's just tell me about kind of what you did in high school. Tell me a little bit about who you were in high school. All right. Um, I was a social guy,
2: always uh, made friends. Uh, you know, they moved me across the classroom and, like, make friends with the weird kids, very social. So, got into sales out of high school.
0: Did you have any, like, did you, were any part of clubs or groups or sporting events or just? Yeah, I grew up playing
2: hockey and um, just every sporting event at school Try to be involved in. Smart.
0: I'm writing down social, hockey, teacher moved him. The little things that he says like that, I'm going to bring up and it will let him know I'm listening, right? That little blip that he got moved is a personal story he has. That if I bring it up again, that's money. That's that's a, that's a ticket right there. Okay. All right. So after high school, then what'd you do? Um, got a couple jobs. Started doing sales.
2: Um, really caught my stride doing car sales. Mm. Uh, did that for a year and then um, kind of cut that off and looking for something else.
0: Dude, what's your favorite? What was your favorite uh, sell that you ever made selling cars? What was your favorite car that you sold?
2: Um. I actually, this is kind of weird. I actually sold a car to Tim Tebow. Yeah. Oh, what car did he get? He got actually uh, like three or four cars for him and the family because he won the Heisman. Yeah. So they get free Nissans. So that's nice. pretty neat. <laughs> that is dope. What was the Nissan car you got? Um, the, uh, the Armada, and he got a truck, the Titan. What colors were they? Uh, Gray, and then the, he got an all-black truck, black wheels, everything decked out.
0: <laughs> dope. Write that down if you're not noticing what I'm doing. And he please just write it down okay (laughs) cool that's really cool so you got into sales you you knew you were good at it you sold the tim tebow obviously you got some game but then um then now where are you at in life right now and maybe just where where are you at when we yeah just
2: um looking looking to make a lot more money than car sales Uh, you know um trying to trying to find something kind of got sick of doing car sales didn't really like the environment of it didn't it seem like an honest thing, I don't
0: know. <laughs> gotcha, so the, maybe the environment wasn't what you liked, okay? Um, that makes sense. So, so right now you know that if you stuck doing what you were doing, you won't get to where you want to go, right, so let's talk about where that is that you want to go. So if you could close your eyes, and we say that you do take this job. say so you take this job and, and you're the right fit here. In one year, we come back here, in one year, What does your life look like? What are you driving? How much money did you make? What did you accomplish in this one year if you take this job? Um, What car I'm driving,
2: probably something electric, hopefully, Um, and over $100,000 this year.
0: Okay, he brings up cars first. He sold cars. If you're not gonna, mental note, write it down, right? Cars. Now, this is where you actually get into the senses, the, the psychology of the human brain. I'm going to have him tap into every single sense that he has right now for a second. When anyone brings up a car is the very first thing, hot button game over, right? So, what color of car are you driving? The electric, the electric, what color? Um, I'm thinking thinking, uh, dark gray. Dark gray, like charcoal gray, gunite gray, or like graphite gray?
2: Like charcoal gray, maybe some black wheels on it. Ooh, like black matte or black gloss? Matte Matt black.
0: Matte black. Charcoal gray. What's the interior look like?
2: Ooh, you know, I kind of like white, but
0: that might be a little too fancy for me. Might just stick with black. Well, in the year from now, if you're going to get that car, are you the are you fancy, Luke, or are you just gray, Luke? Yeah, we'll, we'll do white interior. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> if you're going to make the kind of money I know you're going to make here, I'm sure you're going to get white. Uh, so, so what about... Um, Financially, how much do you want to make? Well, what did you make last year? Last year, um, 50 60 Okay, so fifty K, so let's say like forty five maybe with taxes, maybe thirty with okay, so thirty, all sales guys are good to go there, right? 15 thirty, 30? okay, we'll go thirty. Just kidding. So um, if if you want to go next year, what do you think after one year of a job change will do for you here? Um after one year in the job? Um,
2: hopefully give me the skills to be able to do a hundred thousand dollars year in and year out and only go up from there.
0: Okay so a hundred K so if you went one year you look back and you made six figures this would be a success. Now obviously that's over that's over a hundred percent increase of what you did last year right so what if what's the worst amount like what's the least that you did say you made 50k or 60k or what's the number that when you hit that if you were to look back and say okay that was good. I'll give it another run. What's your bare minimum? 100K would be awesome, and we're gonna go for that. But what would be the number that you hit, and it would be like, that was still a good experience? Um, probably over 60,
2: over yeah. 60,000. So yeah.
0: So 50 was so 60. You just gotta go beat what you did last year by about 10 percent, which actually is like really reasonable. I appreciate that about you. You're a really level-headed guy. So level-headed guy, compliment. So. I think that uh, if we can have 60 here with 100 after year one, now year two, what does it look like? Are you still driving the same car year, sorry, year three? Same car, same income, what are you at now? I'd
2: say um, same car, uh, maybe buying some properties in three years or at
0: least knowing how, you know, one property. Okay, so passive investment, we're gonna speed that up, sorry. So passive investment, rent, real estate. And then what about year five? What does year five look like for you?
2: Year five, um, hopefully being able to manage people, have the skills to, you know, start a business one day, have that
0: knowledge and kind of the funds behind it. Okay, so company growth, company funding to go do your own gig. Okay, so I would go down those veins too, right? I'm going to take the time to go down and have them feel it, touch it. What does it smell like? What does it look like? Okay, what, what do you mean by having a team? Or what do you mean by properties? Where do you want to rent them? And I'm going to write all those things down, okay? You go deep in that vein. This, this is my first recruiting meeting. So then I say, okay, Luke, so I think I got a really good picture. I got a snapshot. I'm big on the recap. I've said this a million times. This is my, my quote. I'm big on the recap. What I'd like to do is, is make sure that I can take you from where you were to where you are now to where you want to go. I'm going to reiterate that to you. And if I miss something, you fill in my gaps. OK, but this will give me a really good idea of who you are and then I can put you in a place to succeed. OK, so back in high school, you were the social guy. The teacher moved you, you were talking, you made friends, even with the weirdos, everything you said that you said, and we're gonna reiterate everything you said, right? Okay, cool, and then uh, you did, you played hockey. You liked hockey, and that was a big deal for you, and you enjoyed that. Then you got into car sales, and then you sold Tim Tebow. He, had the, he got the Armada, the black all blacked out truck, and that was a really cool experience for you, right? Anytime you reiterate someone's life, they start smiling. Are you seeing what's happening to his face? He just can't, he- I even told them what was gonna happen and he's still just like doing it. You he can't help it, right? So Tim Tebow, this is a great accomplishment and then you wanted to get a better environment so then you wanted to come do sales. So in one year from now, you would be rolling in that electric car, charcoal gray, matte black rims, you're smelling it, you're seeing it, right? You're gonna hit that 100K and even if it was 60K, It's still good enough, but we're gonna go push for the 100K, and you hit it in your dream. And then year three comes around, you got rental properties, you're investing, you've got different assets that are passive income, right? Yeah. (laughs) And then in year five with us, you're now running a team, you've got the resources, you've got the car, maybe another one, you've got the properties, you've got the investments, and now you're running a team as a leader and you know what you're doing next. Did I get that right? Spot on. Over. It's over. Right? And the reason is is that he knows now I know what he's hoping and dreaming for. So now no matter what I say, I'm not trying to fit a square peg in around hole. I am now making sure he knows that whatever I'm telling him, I'm gonna get him to his end destination. I hope that was super helpful for you. I hope you picked up something. Let me know if you have any questions. Thank you for your time. Hey, let's give it up for Luke. Thank you, Luke. And again, I'm going to take the moment. If you want anything deeper, Dorset Success Podcast, streaming on all platforms, behomes.life is my social media. Check it out and get more info. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to the Doors to Success podcast. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe for
2: more. Visit Behomes.com for more information on how you can join the Bprint.